Blog Talk Radio. Why doesn't this thing play? It's supposed <laughs> to be playing. It's supposed to be playing. <laughs> oh gosh! There's no earthly way of knowing. It says it's playing, but I don't hear anything. Do you? I do. Oh, <laughs> good morning, Mister and Mrs. America, and all the ships. <laughs> it's time once again for the tipping points. We have a great show tonight where we're going to talk about predictions. For the upcoming year, it's something that we haven't done before, and our uh, two guests that are going to help us talk about it are Tyson Dean and A.C. Mack. I like that I still deliver it as if the music is playing. That's a, that's yeah, a, I've got, a yeah, I'm playing it's it in my pro. mind, humming it to myself here, you know. But uh, uh, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Take two. There you go. Good Which direction we are going? That wrecked the El Camino. It would have been DWI. We have reached a tipping point. Platinum, joined as always by the venerable, bedraggled, and perhaps a bit disheveled Larry Goodman. How you doing tonight, Larry? And and a technical wizard, if there ever was one, with this Black oh Talk gosh. Radio. Let me tell you, I'm doing okay. well, I'm doing fairly well. How about yourself, Mr. Platinum? I'm doing I'm doing really good. I mean, you know, my birthday is on Saturday. Larry, I don't know if you how old do you think I am going to turn and you will not hurt my feelings no matter what your guess is. Oh, uh 44. Well, not bad. Uh, 47. I'm going to be 47. So, uh, getting up there, getting up there. You know, by the by the standards of an 80s wrestler, I am a venerable old man. <laughs> <laughs> I made it through. I made it through all the somas and the, the hip replacement surgeries, and here I am. It's gonna be 47 years old. That is wild to me. I've uh, for the last two months, I've been doing this Game of Thrones workout that I invented, where I will watch another episode of the show. I have them all on DVD, <clears throat> and so I'll watch an episode of the show, and then. Uh, work out two body parts a day, and then every time the the scene shifts, I uh, change the exercise I'm doing. So I've I've lost a lot of weight, <laughs> and uh, I I feel great. I'm almost at the end of the seven seasons of the show. So um, yeah, yeah. So lots lots of that kind of stuff going on, and of course we're in Royal Rumble has happened and all that. So we're in WrestleMania season. How are you doing, Larry? It was, you know, it's really great to see on uh, Georgia Wrestling History, GWH News uh, blog spot, 
com. It's really great to see all of these show reports. It's, there was a show report from all the major stuff that happened. Those, you know, those shows that drew 600 plus. Uh, congratulations, of course, to both of those shows. Peach State um, turned out a bigger crowd than they have in a while. So that was also great to see. But there were reports from all of them, Larry. And that was, yeah. I, I just got to say it again. It was just really great to see. I'm so appreciative of uh, Rob Brodicker and, and the work he's doing for the site, and in this case, Nick McDaniel from the Tapped Out Podcast. I said, Can, you know, could you send us something along from the um, Southern Honor Show? And, he, you know, he sent the full-blown report, uh, which was he sure fantastic. Did. Yeah, yeah. So we got, we got a little something, something on everything. And um, we're going to – a little preview. We're going to continue that this week, and uh, Rob is going to be covering the uh, Scenic City Invitational. Um, up, so he's heading up to Chattanooga for that, at least as my last conversation with him. That's what was going to happen. And I'll either be at WrestleMerica or Anarchy, one or the other, and I'll be at Action on Friday. So um, we should have pretty good grouping of reports for this coming weekend as, as well. Um, but, you know, I wanted to ask you about something. We, I was going to ask about this last yes, time please. we got in, into the – thing with David Garrison and all that and never got back around to it but there was that story that surfaced about Lars Sullivan miss not debuting on uh, Raw or Smackdown whichever one it was because of a panic attack and I was just wondering if in your experience as a promoter or a wrestler had you ever been aware of somebody like you know, of course, guys get nervous and screw up, and you know that you know their performance is impaired by their nerves. Have you ever been aware of been someone so so panicked they couldn't perform at all? Yes. Yeah, so we we didn't recognize it at the time. Um, so we were going to do the first show at the iDrum. Remember those crazy shows? Yes. Used to, the, <laughs> yes. the iDrum. The iDrum for the people who don't know. The iDrum is this, I mean, artsy, fartsy, insane place that would just have like these incredibly avant-garde like art gallery showings and just just insane stuff. And of course, I was tied in very much into all levels of theater and the theatrical community in Atlanta. So you know, I, I my gifts was talking people into things, and so the iDrum was show and uh, Shane Marks um, was the newly crowned PPW champion and so I you know I needed him to have this big title offense right and um, and uh, Hayden Young remember Hayden Young talk about yeah. a guy who was at one point sort of like a can't miss right Hayden Young good friends by the way and at one point uh, roommates with Cody Rhodes yeah so oh, there's a piece of trivia. And then and and then he had a, and then he had a great tag team with then Austin Creed, now known as Xavier Woods, right? They yeah. they they'd like done a great ladder match, for example, at a wild side and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so Hayden Young was sort of slated to be the first feud for Shane Marks. <clears throat> and this eye drum show for us was a really big deal because it was the first time in sort of a, a bigger venue. You know, there was going to be a lot of people there. It was just, you know, typical me craziness, right? We we're going to have, like, hot aerialist chicks and all kinds of stuff. And you and, did uh, have a hot aerialist and, chick, I must say. I, I remember oh, that. But, yeah, oh, anyway, I digress. Sadie <laughs> Hawkins. I still remember her name. Oh, my 
God bless her. She's still doing her thing, too. God bless her. Anyway, so Hayden Young, um, you know, I, the, the guys had a call time, and it was clear. He was the only guy that I hadn't heard from, and it didn't even occur to me that he wouldn't be there, right? But he'd had an anxiety attack, a full-blown panic attack, and I was lucky and just happened to get him on the phone. And he's just like, I can't do it. I can't. I was like, I can't tell you why, uh, which I took to mean it was for some horrible reason, but what he was meaning to say was, I can't explain what I'm going through. Not because I don't want oh, wow. to tell you, but he didn't recognize that he was having a panic attack. He just knew that uh-huh. he just he just couldn't do it. And so that's why whenever I hear promoters complain about like, Oh, you know, a couple people didn't show card. I was like, ha, ha, ha. like, I mean, like a, just go far. So guess who picked the phone and called? That was uh, uh, Austin Cree, who up to then had only done shows for us in total secret. He wasn't supposed to do shows for us. So he did shows for us um, under a mask. Like, we, you know, we had the, the, the four war horsemen. He was Tully of the four war horsemen and stuff like that. But he could never do anything overtly for us. But I called him up. I'm like, man, I really hate to ask. And to his credit, he just went, man, TNA, fuck them. They won't do anything. I'll, I'll show up and I'll be heel. He's like, I'm so excited about being heel. I'll do it. And he came and had a bang-up match with Shane Marks, just a, just did a phenomenal job. And, uh, yeah, so it was, a, it was a great time with Had By All. Um, and though I may add that uh, I sort of, like, hooked him up and got him laid. And, but that's a story for another time. But, yeah, so the panic attack thing, that's real, Larry. And... Um, I, I thought of I thought of Hayden Young when I had heard about that happening. So yes, uh, that's you, I, I think it's pr- pretty much a new thing. Though Ric Flair describes that happening to him quite a few times in his book. Though I don't know hmm. if he ever overtly said they were panic attacks, but he described more than once. He sort of attributed it to Eric Bischoff ruined my confidence. Jim Hurd ruined my confidence. So once in a while, he would just flip out. Like one time he was supposed to go to um, Japan for a big, huge thing. And then he just refused to go. And Kevin Sullivan basically had to get Flair and fly with him to Japan, holding, almost literally holding his hand the whole way, going, Rick, you have to do this. And so like Kevin Sullivan's like, you got to protect me. You got to help me. You got to help me. So, yeah. So, I mean, if it happened to Rick Flair, the uh, undisputed, greatest of all time i mean it can happen anywhere well what you know what one other question about hayden young then did do you know did that plague him through his career or was that a one-time deal for him um you know i think it it was a he was a young man who kind of went through a lot and uh he of, of course he never ended up really you know he got to a certain point he was willing to put in the work. He certainly had the body for it. He certainly had the moves for it. I, I would still contend his, like, flying squirrel splash thing from the top rope was, I, I mean, whenever I looked at, you know, dragon wings from what's his name and all that, like, again, it's like Hayden Young. He was the first guy I had like that. And uh, 
Yeah, I think his anxieties sort of plagued him. But if, once he got out of wrestling, he found a way to conquer all of it. Now he's married very happily. And uh, anytime I sort of run across him or we'll message each other out of the blue, he just seems to be incredibly happy. And, uh, you know, uh, wrestling is one of those things that if you've got a problem of any kind, wrestling rarely – that's one thing that hasn't changed in the modern era. Wrestling doesn't make things better. It exacerbates everything, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're an asshole, you're a bigger asshole. If, if you have anxiety – wrestling will find a way to exploit that and make that worse. However, if you're, I think, a consummate pro or a student of the game or just a person who just tends to be um, a decent, humble person, I think we're now finding out that those people kind of rise to the top as well, which is one of the reasons I was just so happy that Logan Creed, who's who's, who's a man's man, who's kind of, he is. That's the thing about wrestling. I mean, we're going to talk a lot about what's going right <clears throat> and what's potentially going to go wrong in Georgia wrestling with predictions. One of the things I'll just throw out there right off the bat is I don't know if there's been a time where we've had so many young men and women with their shit together involved in independent wrestling. Like, that's the norm, not the exception to the rule. Uh, And I think that that's a very interesting development. And of course people will argue with me up and down, but they're wrong. (laughs) I've never seen, I mean, even in in my lifetime, the guys that I train, no knock on them, but it just seems like a lot of the guys coming out now um, really in a lot of ways kind of just have their shit together in a way that didn't exist before. I find that very interesting and very good for wrestling actually. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I somewhat long for the days like back in the early wild side. We had all kind of fuck ups in the locker room, you know. And, oh yeah, uh, I mean, you know, art art is made from very dark places, right? The the best comedians <laughs> are tortured souls and oppressed people, or at least people who are convinced they're oppressed. I mean, you know, if you're a happy-go-lucky motherfucker who would be happy doing anything, that's what you tend to do, right? Like, like. Eh. I'm just as happy making decent money with a steady paycheck and a boring job. That's where you go. I mean, only, only people with the holes in their soul usually go into performance. <laughs> so it's very, very interesting. Yeah. So, so you know, we what, talked about what, briefly, I know we're going to, we're going to have our guest yeah, on ahead. soon, but I, uh, Larry, I have a question for you. So we're in the midst of WrestleMania season and I have a theory about WrestleMania season and what it means to you is, is WrestleMania season. Okay. Royal rumble happens. Boom. And now we're on the road to WrestleMania. Is it that cut and dry for you still? Well, in a word, no. Um, And the Hmm. other thing is I'm finding it lately very difficult to sit down and watch any of the WWE product. So I'm about as ignorant about, the specifics of what's going on there is I've been in quite some time. So I couldn't even tell you how they're doing on their road to WrestleMania at this point. I, I'm sorry, but I, I have to plead ignorance, Stephen. You know, I, it's Royal Rumble to me was is they, they gave you exactly what they should have, like the quote-unquote right people won the Rumbles to set up the big matches. 
But I'm of the mindset, because, I mean, I work for a, a very big company, and now and I think the corporate mentality is no longer, okay, there's dips, there's valleys, and there's hills financially. And, you know, we just want to, we want to mitigate the low parts, but really want to push those high parts and make a big deal about them. That's the way it used to be. And I think that's the way wrestling used to be. I think that's how the WWE used to be, right? They, they, they peaked, you know, they had the four big pay-per-views and things build, 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 pay off, and then you'd start over, build, 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 pay off. Now, honestly, it just feels like if they had their way, the peaks and the valleys would be removed. And it's well, just they, about sort of like – yeah, like, I mean, they want to smooth it out over the four quarters of their uh, reporting, their f- stock reporting year and, and have yeah. not, not and not have a, ta- a bad quarter um, and, and maybe not. Right, so and, and so part of that quarter. is I, I, everything seems much murkier where it's like, what's the road to WrestleMania? I mean, they've even experimented with we're going to set up the main event of next year's WrestleMania at the, the Raw after WrestleMania before when they did the Cena-Rock um, rematch, right? Uh, like, the, it seems like they're more about, all right, you know, if it doesn't happen at WrestleMania, like, we're not always going to pay off angles at WrestleMania in ways that make mm-hmm. sense. We're going to sometimes use WrestleMania as a springboard to stretch things out. Look at how long Roman Reigns had to wait for everything, right? Uh, like, Cause it just doesn't, it just doesn't matter anymore. I, I mean, there's no, there's no match they can give us that will be Hogan Andre, right? Where it feels like WrestleMania is the only place where this match can happen and blah, 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 blah. I mean, even the women's division, which is the closest thing to a really hot thing that they have going you know, there's like, are they going to put Charlotte in the Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey match? Are they just going to do it at this point? Like, it's amazing that, like, the mysteries about WrestleMania aren't, are they really going to give us this amazing thing? But more like, well, maybe they'll just do it at, you know, fast lane. Like, <laughs> like well, WrestleMania's I mean, not big yeah. enough to, you know. I, I think that's why I find NXT more interesting in the sense that they do deliver matches that I want to see. That I'm actually interested in seeing yeah. what's going to happen more more often than the the, the, the main product does. But uh, you know we've got a we got a guest here I think waiting in the queue. So uh, let's bring yes, him out sir. now. We're joined by Good Brothers Dojo and and now Lariato <laughs> Pro Wrestling Guild promoter and champion Tyson Dean. Welcome to the Tipping Point. Hey guys, how are you doing this evening? Doing great, Tyson. How are you? Uh, Tyson, to me, Larry and I were talking about, and you know, we're going to get into predictions. So just to get you in the right mentality, uh, I, w- I want like honest predictions. What's going to happen with specific groups? Wh- which guys are really going to make headway? Um, you know, what? Who's going to make the dumb decisions? Who's going to close? Like just, just all kinds of predictions, right? About Georgia wrestling in particular. Okay. But uh, I think you're the epitome of. I mean, and this is no, no, it is, it is a knock, right? Like when I first met you, like you sucked, right? You sucked. You're terrible. <laughs> and 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 then years later, you not only got to be good in the ring. 
I feel like not, not only did your your body, I mean, you were just, you look like a band roll-on, right? You're this, this pasty ball dude who's like whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, not all of a sudden, it's a lot of hard work, but you look the part and you're one of the best built guys in the state. And, you, you know, you're doing hour-long matches with Jimmy Rave and all this kind of stuff. But it seemed to also coincide, and correct me if I'm wrong, with you, you really got your life together. It like it all worked hand in hand. You know, you yeah. really got it. Like turned a corner, and you know, you have a beautiful family, and it just, I mean, that's it. Just seemed to all happen. Like you, as a person, got your shit together, and wrestling, you got that together. But that was just symptomatic of your life getting better and you becoming a better man. Am I, is that my correct in saying that or am I overstating it? No, no, I think that's very fair and very honest. Um, that was, um, I did. I mean, really, yeah, you talk about how some with people going to wrestling for good, bad, and otherwise, um, wrestling was a thing that I turned to whenever I was personally having a hard point in my life. And so I needed something that I could, you know, really put a lot of energy into. I could make something positive out of, and I felt like it was something that, um, you know, with my workouts and my training and everything else, you know, no one else could dictate to me how that was going to go. You know, I was in control of that. So I poured a lot of energy into it, and, um, yeah, it really, it's really paid off. It's It's been rewarding. It's awesome. Well, Tyson, I'm going to put you right on the spot since you're our guest. Um, give me a prediction <laughs> oh, yeah. about anything really in Georgia indie, indie wrestling, but I'll let you give a positive one. <laughs> and then I'll give a negative one because I'm the asshole, and then I'll let Larry do a positive one. And we'll just kind of go round robin like that, you know, that way we get positives and negatives in. So what's something really positive that you predict for 2019? I think you're going to see a lot of um... – we were, we were talking about that just the other night. Wrestling's in a place that it's not been in nearly 30 years with mm. the start of, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there. I mean, I wish yeah. I could roll the clock back and be 10 years younger. So no I think the trickle-down effect for that um, <laughs> is going to be that you'll see shows like, I mean, when the, Larry and I were discussing yesterday, I mean, there were two shows this weekend in Georgia that drew 600-plus on consecutive night. And um, yeah. that's not been seen in a long time. And, you know, I've noticed that that with our own show, with Larry Otto Pro, that we went from the first couple of shows, I was like, oh, this is this is rough, to where now, I mean, we're drawing, our, our, it's increasing, we're drawing 150 to 200 a show. And um, I'm seeing... It's funny how the things have slowed down for me in the ring is that I actually noticed, you know, new faces and things like that during the match, and it, it runs through my head. I've not seen those people before. And so I think that's a big positive, and it's a credit to the talent that's in Georgia, um, the guys coming of age, and then the new guys coming in that are starting to get their feet wet. There, there's, a, there's a real don't have to go outside the state so much to get good work anymore. Yeah. Here's my negative prediction. 
<laughs> I think the rise of groups like Southern Honor, and, and I mean, when, you know, the, the, I, I saw a thing that Gary Lamb put out where he was just like, you know, this thing with me and Southern Fry is legit. Like, we're coming for that best stuff. Like, basically announcing in, in so many words, it's us and it's Southern Fry and no one else matters. He didn't say it that way, but that's how I would have taken it if I was still promoting a show. And here's my prediction. I think part of their success, and this means Southern Fried and uh, Southern Art, the, the key to their success is something that grew in Georgia have never done well, and that's promote. <laughs> I think they yeah. exposed everybody. This means anarchy. This means um, certainly AWE or whatever they're calling themselves. They're shitty promoters. And I think that has been exposed. And I think in 2019, it's going to be the haves and the have-nots. It's going to be the groups mm -hmm. that legitimately promote effectively will, will reach unprecedented heights. And the places that still promote in ways that have proven ineffective are going to find those ways even less effective in 2019. I think we're going to have a number of wrestling groups that fold, and um, it's going to become if you're not if you're not a promotion that promotes first, you're going out of business or you will be completely moot. That might be too dark, <laughs> but that's my prediction. That it's you're gonna you're gonna you're looking at groups that are gonna the, the days of groups that draw between 100 and 150 or less are gone. You're either finding a way to push 400 plus, or you're going out of business. That's it. Ed. That's my prediction. Larry, positive, yeah. please. Uh, before I give that, uh, Tyson mentioned the two shows drawing yeah. uh, 600 people back to back. So I've been covering the Georgia scene for 20 years. That has never, never happened in 20 never. years. It is a first. It's unprecedented, at least for 20 years that that's, that that's happened. So I, there's I that. Mean, for perspective, the, the largest crowd we ever got at some nation PCW was the very first show we did, but it was only because one of mine was – the PE teacher. So we drew 650 for that show, but it was all people from that town in Jefferson County, you know, like, so to pull that off on the scale that these two shows are doing, where they're not just drawing from a school or for a charity fundraiser, these are promotions yeah. that are legitimately promoting in that town and drawing that much. And they've built that audience. I mean, they've done it the right way. And I got to admit, I'm like, I got egg on my face. I would have never predicted that that would have happened with either one of those groups, much less Southern Honor, who, I mean, obviously Gary Lamb, you know, he's equal parts like sort of charlatan and messiah. And that makes for a very compelling thing. But, I mean, he was bullshitting this. I mean, let's just say it, right? The first crowds they were getting, he was lying about how many people they were in very typical wrestling promoter fashion, right? Lying, lying, lying. Because all of them lie in the hope that their crowds will actually catch up with their lie. But for Southern Honor, it actually happened. 
right? <laughs> like, when does that actually happen where the promoter's lies become truth? Um, unbelievable. I don't even know what to I'm like, I'm flabbergasted when I saw that, that that's the crowd that they drew. So, Larry, so here's, a uh, here's positive my, prediction. My, yeah. My backhanded positive. We've seen yes. the last major retirement has already happened, and we will not see any more major retirements from Georgia Wrestling in 2019. Really? Yep. I yep. think, I think that's think we'll and, I, and, 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 and maybe Icross hasn't retired, but um, he's certainly stepping away, and I, you know, it, it, it would appear that he will not be back this year from what he posted, uh, and neither will be Gunner, Gunner, Gunner Miller be back this, this year from what he posted. But I don't mm. think we're going to see any more like that. So what happened with Ike? I mean, I, I kind of keep my head in the sand because I'm so busy here lately, but Ike just called it a day and quit? That's pretty much it. He worked Southern Honor Friday night, and my understanding is Saturday morning he said, I'm done. And then he uh, later posted after after um, Matt Griffin from Action put it out there because he had him on his poster and was advertising for a show that Friday night. So Matt went ahead and put it out there, and I believe Ike responded publicly on Facebook the next day, confirming that yeah, he's he's uh, basically to personal issues. He's uh, you know he's not going to be wrestling. Wow. So no, he, me, how long was he around? A year or two? Yeah. Yeah, just a couple years. He was really was talented. Here. I wrestled him one time at Peach State, and I mean, that kid, he's got. He's a good dude, and he's got a lot of athletic ability. I hope whatever whatever it is works out. You know, I hope it works out whether wrestling aside or not, but I'd really like to see him shake that off and come back. I, he looked like he had a big future. Yeah. Well, Tyson, it's to you. Now this is your negative round. What's a negative prediction that you have for Georgia? And I understand you have skin in the game in the way that Larry and I don't, and I, I totally get that. So, uh so say what you will, a negative prediction about 2019. Um, I think one negative thing is some of the younger guys that um, – I apologize for the dog going nuts. Um, some of the younger guys coming in are wanting to push the envelope so much that yeah. um, rather than focusing on – they're telling a story and getting the crowd enthralled. It's it's one big spot after the other. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a catastrophic injury or death in a ring in Georgia. Oh, I think that's a great – I didn't even think like that. That's a great prediction. I'm not going to we want it to happen, but I mean, we've had some very close scrapes, Larry, have we not? I mean, very close scrapes in the last couple of months. I mean, the kid at Southern Honor about took himself out not long ago, didn't he? Yeah. With another table spot that he punctured along. Yeah, where he wound up in the hospital and, and cut his cut his face open pretty bad. Uh, sunny days, yeah, yeah, the Booker. Yeah. 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 I mean, here's, here's my positive because it it dovetails into that nicely. Um, I think that Booker for for Southern Honor, Dylan, who we've had on the show. I think um, he's going to get his due. It's it's funny that they achieved such, such success. I think it's because, and I will cop to this personally, 
you almost don't want the new guy upstart asshole to do so well so early. And I, it's, I never hear anybody outside of, you know, the, his people giving him credit for being a good booker. He doesn't enter the conversation, but I think in 2019, I think he's in that conversation. Like, I think he's in it big time. I think he might win for Booker of the Year. Because um, it's not just that they're having incredible crowds. It's not just that the shows are having good matchups. The the angles are good, guys. Um, like, and this pains me because um, he's so young, and he's but he really does have this sort of Booker's mentality and spirit. You know, hearing him talk about like I used to sit there with Book, and I'm like, I used to do that shit too. Like, you know, it's like he's not just some guy who wants to have the pencil. Um, so he can say, I'm the booker. I think he really is a guy who thinks about this shit constantly. I'm not saying he's the greatest. I'm not saying he's as polished as Todd or anything like that. I'm just saying that guy has been ignored by everybody. I think because they don't want to face the truth, which is he represents the new guard. And that means the old guard gets pushed out. And uh, I think he's going to get his due this year. That's my positive prediction. Larry, what's your negative one as I, as I go into my bomb shelter scared of what Larry's going to say? I predict <laughs> that business uh, in general peaks uh, in the spring of this year and follows the seasonal pattern of – and I don't see it. It's not going to tank or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I just think it peaks. And um, part of the reason I say that is for Southern Honor and Southern Fried, they're really now up against the limits of what their buildings can hold. Um, yeah. Yeah, you see a lot of discussion I, about they got, they got to get new buildings, they got to go to new space, places all the time. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. So I'm, again, I'm not saying it's going to like this is going to get terrible or anything. I just think we it'll it'll peak in the um, spring and then be somewhat somewhat less from there. Uh, I wonder if we could bring in our other guest in this conversation at this point. Please. Um, yes. Born in the Swats of Atlanta, the Mac of all <laughs> trades, Mister A. C. Mac. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I'm going to just apologize now because I am a little sick. So you hear any coughing or anything, I'm sorry. <laughs> as long as you're not uh, currently using a Scaremaster as you're talking to us, that's our new standard. Of... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. A- AC, I, I'm gonna, I, w- I definitely want to get you in on the conversation. So what we're doing, I don't know if you've heard – is we're do we're going round robin and just going if if you did a positive prediction for 2019 in Georgia indie wrestling and that can be anything it can be a big topic it can be an individual promotion it can be an individual um, a prediction and first time around you know if you did positive the first time you do negative the next time that brings us to Tyson and I believe it's your turn for a positive prediction and then you're welcome to chime in on on other people's predictions if you have any thoughts on it. So Tyson, what's a positive prediction about 2019? Um, I think you'll see 
promotions starting starting to work better together. There's um, that was one of the things I was listening to, and um, I guess one thing I want to clarify too with my negative and the pushing, it wasn't a shot intended at anyone or anything because um, I didn't even realize that the guy that got injured was the booker there. To be honest with you, um, but yeah. that's one one thing I think is good that seeing you know some of the I won't say the older guys, but some of the guys that were around were older whenever I was coming in phasing out, you see, you see a lot less of the just kind of bullshit rivalry stuff that goes on and uh, people wanting to help each other more. Um, And I think you'll see, I think you'll see promotions starting to, you know, kind of help each other out um, more in 2019 because it seems like the doors are more open for that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, I actually, actually, I 100% agree with that. I can't speak on it too much right now, um, but a few wrestlers have gotten together and and we're trying to get these promoters to work better with each other. There was a lot of drama that ended at the last, excuse me, there was a lot of drama last year um, that to me personally just didn't sit too well. You know, we're, you know, we're all out here, we're, we're trying to, getting more exposure and we're trying to work as many shows as possible and it's hard to do when when x promoter says don't work for y promoter or you won't be able yeah. to work for me again we you know that 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 stuff is stupid to me so a few of us have um gotten together and we're trying to get these guys to talk it out and to and to work with each other and to because this real estate thing is crazy when it comes to these fridays and saturdays and it's, it's getting a lot yes. harder. So we're trying to get them to work more together. So I, I, I 100% agree with that, and that is something that I do see happening this year. Now allow me to be the asshole. My negative <laughs> prediction for 2019. And, and, mm-hmm. and this is going to cause a fight, and I, I don't imagine any of you will agree with this 100%, which tells me that I'm probably close to right. Um, <laughs> two... Two former mainstay powerhouses, meaning promotions that won promotions of the year, promoters that won promoter of the year, bookers that won booker of the year through these promotions are, I would say, B promotions, and they will become C-list promotions in 2019, and those are Peach State and Anarchy. Yeah, that's... I'm saying it. I think... I think their time in the sun is done. And I, I don't think see things getting better for them. I see them getting only worse and worse. I've, but, I, again, I'm out of the scene, um, so who knows if I'm right. What are your thoughts on that prediction? Well, I mean, well, as soon as you started down the road that you were going down, those were the two promotions that popped in my head. And it's it, just because I don't know what's, what's going on with Peach State, but it seems like, I've heard that the attendance is down, and it looks like it's a, nearly a totally different roster than what it used to be. And mm. I don't know. And Anarchy, I'm not as familiar with. I mean, uh, AC Mac, you've you've definitely worked for the promotions. <laughs> what 
And, my, and, yeah. I, and I, again, I understand that you've got skin in the game. Tyson's got skin in the game. Whereas Larry and I are old men that can spout off from our <laughs> rocking chairs on the porch about anything we want. Right. I get that. But I mean, uh, so, I mean, do you see, cause anarchy's, I mean, anarchy or wild side or whatever it's been called has always been, if not the top promotion, Certainly, the argument has been made like, yeah, but they're important. It's where you go to learn and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And it seemed like they'd gone through a resurgence after the Danny on- the horrific Danny Only era, right? Like where it couldn't recover. And then Dan helped get them back. And Rick put money into the place. And it seemed like everything was going good. And even though they're not doing terribly, I get the feeling that I, I don't know if they have any other bright, sunny days. Meaning, I guess if you want specifics, I think yeah. their big shows start drawing 100 or less. I think um, the big, huge deals aren't big, huge deals anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Larry, do you have thoughts on that? And EC Mac? Well, I, I think for, for Peach State, as Tyson pointed out, the roster changes there, I think, have, have really um, hurt them. It's a lot of adaptation for fans that are, like to see their familiar stars. But I also think they're just up against it in an area of the state that wrestling is just not what it was in that area of the state. And I don't see it coming back to where it was in that area of the state. So some of it is just geographic for them. Yeah. Um, and anarchy... Um, yeah, I mean they're still drawing well and they're still doing relatively well. I I personally don't find the cards that they're putting up that compelling for for me. Um and I'd like to see more fresh talent and I think they're trying to do that in there. I think they need more influx of talent uh at at Anarchy to try to shake things up a little bit. Yeah. AC. Um from what I've seen uh, the shows that are on top right now are working yeah. as a team. When I'm backstage, there isn't one person giving direction. There's a, it's like an oligarchy. It's a group of three to four mm. people. It's, it's a lot of different perspectives, and everybody is able to check everybody, but everybody at least is on the same page. From what I've seen, that seems to work more. Mm. Um Peach State, I was I was there. I, I want to say I, I came in around the tail end of their, their peak, I guess uh, you guys are calling it. Um, there's a difference between, at least from what I've seen, Shane and, 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 um, and Rick and, and all of them together, whereas Shane by himself. He's pulled yeah. in a lot of different directions, and I think that's the issue that, that Rick had up in Anarchy, too. And I think he actually spoke publicly on that about just being pulled in too many directions and not able to just focus on what was important. Uh, so that that would be my opinion. I, I definitely think you can't do it alone. It, it's got to be a team, especially Absolutely. now. So somebody bring us it back into the light. Anybody, anybody who wants, uh, what's a positive prediction that you have for somebody or a promotion or whatever in Georgia wrestling for 2019? I think there's so many young, hungry guys out there that 
yeah. the spots that are opening up in promotions are going to be filled by talented people. Now, who exactly those talented people are, I think somewhat remains to be seen. One that jumped out at me right off the top of my head at, at um, Southern Fried uh, last Saturday night is Damian Bennett. A guy, there's a guy who's really come, you know, really moving up. But there's there's so yeah, many others. I think the spots are going to be filled. Mm-hmm. Bennett's a guy that it's been pretty cool to watch him watch him evolve the past um, past couple of years. Where he was, you know, he's he's really, I guess, like I was talking about earlier, he's one of the guys that's finding his feet and finding his way and. He's becoming more comfortable in who he is. There's a lot of guys like that. I mean, there's there's AC Max, one of them. Um, Alan Angels. We've got some we've got some kids coming out of the dojo that like I'll never tell them to their face because I always want them to think I'm old man grumpy. But like, right? <laughs> I think you're going to do some bad things, some big stuff, you know, in the next couple of years. And I'm I'm really proud for those guys, man. And I, I like it. I like seeing them compete. I like being in a ring with them because, like, I really think I get told all the time by by my wife that you know I'm I'm already pushing two years beyond what I'd ever said I was going to wrestle for, and um, it's it's a credit to those guys, and I owe them a thank you because you know they've stepped the game up and pushed everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did someone give me a negative prediction? Dive on the sword, AC. You can't sit there and be all sunshine and rainbows, man. I know. I'm, look, I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> if you, I'll, 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 I'll give you one. I'll, 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 I'll give you a negative. Here's here's my negative. I think <laughs> yeah. there's there is a there is a war a brewing between uh, no, no, between no, no, no. <laughs> between old and new. I, I, and it's always yeah. been that way in wrestling, but I don't think it's ever been more pointed um, yeah. where it's as the new wrestlers are trying the new thing. And I agree with Tyson, a lot of them aren't doing storytelling and stuff, but I think there's, there's a philosophical shift in wrestling, whereas it used to be Jim Cornette is God. Everything is absolutely right and blah, 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 blah. I don't think it's 90% pro Jim Cornette, just for example. I think it's 50-50. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are tired of hearing old men say everything that's wrong with wrestling and talk about the territory bullshit. I honestly think the new generation is completely over it. They don't fucking care about territories, and I'm not saying <laughs> this is a positive or negative. I'm saying to them, it's they're two generations removed from the territory days of wrestling. The people who are wrestling now, their favorite shit was not even not even the Attitude Era. Like they they, they were like babies yeah. when the Attitude Era happened. And so <laughs> now it's like I don't give a fuck about ECW. I don't give a fuck like that's to me. There's a war between old and the new. And by the way, you know who we're trying to have on the next tipping point <laughs> is Priscilla Kelly and Robert Gibson. Because I want them to fight it out. Like, who's right? Is, is Priscilla <laughs> Kelly pulling out a bloody tampon and throwing up on people versus Robert Gibson, who will be like, why don't people do a backdrop more? 
I think the tide has turned, and the, the war between old and new, the old is being lost. And, and and there's a lot of ways that that's good, but there's a lot of ways where it's pretty frightening because it's, it's a lot of virgin territory stuff, you know. So that's my prediction. I think you're right on that. I, I mean, there's a lot of times where yeah. I'll tell the guys at the school and everything whenever they're doing stuff. I, I started off with, I'm like, all right, well, get ready. Here comes another one of my old man speeches. But yes, my thing is, I'll tell them, I'm like, well, because I'll tell them, I'm like, damn it, what you guys do is just unreal. But just make it, make it count. Like I love, I love the athleticism and everything, but. I always my my go to analogy is if you go to the if you go to the circus and the elephants come out and then a guy goes flying out of the cannon and then you see the tigers and the guy goes flying out of the cannon and then over and over this guy goes flying out of the cannon after a while you can be like, Man, I wish this asshole would like get shot through the roof or he would crash and burn or I'm just tired of seeing him get shot out of a cannon. And what's that special <laughs> is you know, and so like, I'll watch guys, and I'm like, man, if they would have just done this and this, that would have been just off-the-chain badass. But, so, I mean, I try to even – I like wrestling the, the newer guys because they make me think on how to do blend their stuff with mine. But, yeah, I could definitely see what, what your point is, and, yeah, I don't think you're far off from that being accurate. Larry, as as somebody yeah. who's been involved in this shit in, for decades, am I am I off the mark or on the mark? It, it feels to me like I'm talking about like general philosophical attitudes about it used to be anything new was immediately rebuffed by the old guard, and for the most part, people would go the line and go like, "Yeah, that's right. The old guard's right." Even when start shifting, like in the Attitude Era, people would go like, oh, no, I mean, because the defense I always saw of, like, this Attitude Era stuff is so outrageous, this ECW stuff is so outrageous, but you'd have guys like someone going like, oh, this is just Florida, this is just Memphis, right? But now nobody can tell me Priscilla Kelly's stuff is even, you know, (laughs) it's it's so new school. You know, a guy like Ricochet, I mean, his wrestling style is undefinable by old standards. But there's nobody who would say that it sucks, right? He stole it on that halftime thing. Like, I mean, I think the new school's time is due. I think that they're, they've won. They're, they're winning the philosophical argument. I, I agree that they are. My only concern about the the new school stuff is the injury rate and shortened careers mm-hmm. from the stuff that's being done, not the style itself and not the, the entertainment value, the excitement, the athleticism of the style. And it's undeniable when you see the reaction like, you know, Friday night in Norcross to Joey Ryan and Effie and that stuff. I mean, you know, j- sorry, Jim Cornette. That's what those people came to see <laughs> and they gave it to him and they loved it. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's yeah super kick parties and you know, like, yeah. Well, I worry about those guys. Like you, you watch a guy like Ricochet or Theory or, you know, it seems like like 
like they just take flight and like they just took flip gravity a bird on the way up. But I mean, <laughs> I always worry about them. I'm like Ricochet, whenever he did the dive over the top rope and he landed right in front of Velveteen Dream and just stuck it. I always kind of cringe because I'm like, God, don't let this be the one where his ankles explode. Because you don't want to see mm-hmm. that. You know, you want that guy to, he's a good dude, and you want to see him continue to do well. And I guess that's part of, that part of me makes me nervous for those guys is I want to, it's awesome to watch them uh, do their thing. I just want to, I want to watch them do their thing where they're making a lot of money and they're really being compensated for it. AC. Give me a prediction, yeah. positive, negative, whatever you want to do. Just give me any kind of prediction for 2019. Yeah. Yes, sir. I think the South. I think the South as a whole is um, is going to get a a little bit more exposure this year because of the talent that's coming out of it. Um, yeah. Me, a lot of my peers, it's like you know the the mentality is, oh, we need to go north to get seen. We need to go north to get seen. Which, yeah. I mean, it's kind of been true. But I, I really think we have the opportunity now to where we can kind of bring that attention towards us. You know, the outcast in the 90s said, hey, the South has something to say. And I think it's, it's even more relevant now with, with wrestling. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, with these new companies, you know, being, being created and starting up, I, I really think, I think we're going to make some noise down here to where a lot of those guys up there are going to say, hey, let me come down to, to Georgia. Let me come down to Florida. What they got down there in Mississippi? I really think- winning, winning fixes problems. And the underlying thing of what you're saying, too, is now that mm-hmm. there's shows that are drawing 600 fucking people, you yeah. matter more. That's a, well, northeast, yeah. that's a northeast-sized indie crowd. And that's something you can brag all day, but if you're drawing three, if a big show for you is 375, you ain't shit. Because <laughs> there's promotions that are doing that, like with nothing shows, right? And yeah, when you yeah. look at formerly great promotions, like IWA Mid-South, which is still fantastic, but they have shows that draw what we did at the Academy fucking theater. You know, like, you know, they got 40 people. Half of them probably didn't pay. Like, you just, you're not taken seriously if you're not getting crowds in the hundreds, closer to, you know, a thousand than zero. And I think if you keep having promotions that are doing 600 on the steady, they're the promotions that matter. And it's another thing that's going to, I think, I, I think anarchies. I mean, on their best day, right? If they if they packed in every chair, what are they drawing? Two fifty, two sixty tops. And people don't care about the gate. You notice how at all these shows, Larry and everybody else, nobody talks about the gate anymore, right? Which should matter, but it doesn't. Because now it's all about like how many hundreds of people. If if, if I'm AC Mac. I want to fucking wrestle in front of hundreds of people. <laughs> and that's not yeah. just ego shit. That's just like uh, more people see you, more people hear about you. Rod or Larry or whoever is going to be there to report on it. And, you know, yeah. if they keep drawing 600, if they get it up to 700, 800, or God forbid, 1,000 <laughs> per show, then Meltzer's talking about you. Then people that really matter are talking about you. And you're not, and everybody. Oh, here's my here's a prediction for 2019. I think that I'm hoping that this is true. What's that? 
I was just gonna say before I I think that'll happen this yeah. year. I think we'll bust a, I think we'll bust a grand with a thousand. That's a great prediction. I think it's gonna happen too. I think we're gonna I think it's gonna yeah. happen. Here's I, my other prediction. Here here's ahead, my asshole prediction. <laughs> <laughs> um we're gonna stop pretending that internet quote unquote wrestling television matters. I think we're going to stop pretending that people are buying fucking iPay-per-views on Powerbomb TV. It's not <laughs> happening. It's not fucking happening. And there's only so long you can maintain this bullshit lie. I, I think trying to steer the argument for it's oh, just like having TV. No, it's not. I think that the era of getting television is dead in the professions in Georgia. I think soon we're going to pretend, quit pretending that having a show on the internet means anything at all, and it's going to be what's the size of your crowd? That's it. That's your sign of a healthy promotion or a dying promotion. It's purely well, it, size of the crowd, like the old school. Separate from the size of the crowd is the is the kind of atmosphere that's in the buzz around your show. Like, I mean, action, mm. for, for example that room is not going to hold more than, you know, I don't know, 250, I'm guessing. But yeah. the atmosphere for that 250 is fantastic. So, yeah, it uh, is. And, and I, hey, 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 and I will speak yeah. proudly on action. They are, not, they are not pulling in 600, but I will put that roster up against any other roster in Georgia. You're here? Oh, yeah. I will put the show up against any other show. So it's not, and I'm not just saying this because I'm the champ. I, I truly enjoy <laughs> that show. <laughs> well, it's I, the I defy best, anyone to It's the best to go wrestling the show going. It's the best undeniably artistically it is the best wrestling show going. And and that that spot will all, you'll always have a place if you're the best at something. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Prediction somebody. Uh well, this is a <laughs> Stepping a little bit outside of Georgia, but we always consider them Georgia's scenic city. Uh, yeah. I predict scenic city before the end of the year will run a show that doesn't take place in a high school gym. And maybe that's just my wishful thinking, but <laughs> I'm mm. going to put it out there. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to win so the power. You're saying that they'll, they'll put a show on in somewhere bigger or – no, I'm I'm hoping smaller. I'm I'm oh, hoping okay. something. Mm. I'm going to ask for predictions about Scenic City more specifically. I'm glad Larry brought them up. So the first year, gangbusters. Second year, bigger. Last year, the first night generally seen as pretty shitty. Right, the crowd is half of what it used to be. Whatever. Second night saved it. Is Scenic City, if, if, if they're a stock, are we buying that stock or are we selling that stock <laughs> after this year? Mm. Do you think it's, it's going to continue to ascend or have they seen better days behind them? And I know that's a hard thing to say, so I'm going to make Larry answer first. <laughs> Larry, Larry, Scenic City, just as a, you know, and I'm including the rumble in this. I'm including, like, the whole thing, right, the Hensley-Hales thing. Is it going to become bigger? 
more well-received? Are, are guys going to be, you know, giving their eye teeth to be on that show in 2020 based on what happens in 2019, or does it just become another show? Well, I, I'm somewhere in, between, in the middle on that. I mean, I don't, I don't think it just becomes another show. But I'm a, I would be, a, in terms of it as stock, I'd be a, a seller in terms of it being on the rise at this point. I love the, the, the matches they put together. As I said in my last comment, I don't enjoy the atmosphere of the high school gyms for those shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tyson and or AC, where do you, where do you, what do you, how, how do you guys, I mean, you're the guys in the mix. You're the guys training guys. That <laughs> Is Scenic City a big, are people clamoring to get on that show? Like they, I mean, because people were fucking crawling all over each other to get on that show before. Is that still the case? Is there still that feeling about Scenic City? Like I've got to do that show. I mean, Gunnar Miller was like, I'm doing that fucking show. I'm stealing the show. You know, like, that was the sign of his ascension. A big part of it was being a, such being Mr. Scenic City. Is that still the case with young wrestlers in the state? Um, well, from what I've seen, no, not this year. No. Um, from what I've seen with my peers, they're not they're not clamoring to get to it like you're saying. Uh, as far as the stock goes, I don't see it rising, but I don't see them losing a whole lot of steam, I don't think. I think yeah. they're going to do enough to stay afloat. Um, I, I do think it's going to make some waves uh, because at the end of the day, they're bringing in a lot of other promoters who are coming there to scout. So, and I, I, don't, I don't think a lot of my peers realize that part of it. So I, I think uh, I hate to straddle the fence, but I'm going to say more positive than negative, but not super yeah. positive, if that makes sense. Absolutely does. Absolutely. Tyson, what do you, I mean, you're, you're training young guys, you're on the show, you're now somebody who people kind of look to. The Good Brothers Dojo is a name that means something. Um, are, is Scenic City sort of a destination for the young wrestlers that you're training, or are they, they, they looking at more like promotions where I can have angles that go long-term, or what's, what's the buzz about Scenic City with you guys? Um, I agree with a lot of what AC just said about it. I think a lot of the and from just hearing a lot of our guys talk, I, I think they still still sort of carry that mentality of that they've got to get up north to be seen more um, and doing some of the uh, the bigger indies up that way whenever, you know, I agree with what we've been talking about that um, I think there'll be a lot of looks coming the south's way this, this next couple of years. But I still think Scenic, Scenic City is a, a really good spot to get new eyes on you. And um, I, I didn't really see what the what the attendance was this past year, but that's, I mean, from what I see, it's always got the talent that, you know, I definitely keep an eye on and watch, pay attention to what they're doing. So um, I see it's I see it holding steady, I guess to say. Gotcha. Here's yeah, I think same. we we need to. We need to wrap this up, so why don't we do this? I think this will be fun. 
So, AC, I'm going to put you on the hot seat, which means you Uh-oh. just sit there and listen to us. Each person oh, okay. give a prediction about AC. <laughs> and then we'll do the same thing for Tyson and then the, the joy of all of us doing it for Larry. Um, oh, boy. For me, who cares? I mean, unless you just like, Steve will live or Steve will die. I mean, who cares? So, <laughs> so AC Mack, um, predictions about AC Mack. I don't know. For me, that's a pretty easy one. I think AC Mack yeah. gets on bigger shows uh, and gets more buzz in from other parts of the country over the course of 2019. That's what I think. Yeah. I think AC. Um, I, I this is this is kind of a wild prediction. I think I think there's going to be wrestlers out there that that bite AC Max shit. Because when I watch it from where I am and I hear about it, I'm like, he's the kind of guy that other people crib from. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think. I mean, you could see like. I mean. How many, how many guys took a piece of Jimmy Rave, right? How many yeah. guys? I mean, we know we never talk about that kind of thing, but it's absolutely a fucking fact. Like there are wrestlers for whom other wrestlers consciously or subconsciously imitate. I think AC Mack is one of those guys that other guys are going to take mm-hmm. from, or, or other guys are going to crib his crib, like bite his shit, as they said in the fucking eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Tyson, prediction about AC Mac. Um, you go win the match for that title. Just, that's what's gonna happen. Coming down to Tyrone and knocking some gold off him. Um, <laughs> that's the only one I got left right now. Hold on tight. I guess all jokes aside, I just realized I don't, I don't think I've ever. Have we ever worked in a ring together? No, no, we have not, not yet. That shit's got to happen, so I predict yeah. <laughs> that AC Mack, be it, hell, if I got to do it on my own show, AC Mack and I are getting in a ring together. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, Love it. All, all right, Tyson Dean, get on the hot seat. Tyson Dean, get on the hot seat. Wait, 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 whoa. I didn't get my prediction. Who wants to throw predictions at Tyson Dean? Steve, whoa. Oh. I didn't get <laughs> I didn't get my, <laughs> my real one out for AC. Go ahead. Um, I really do see a lot of big things for, for AC in the next couple of years. I mean, he's already had um, some exposure with NXT. And the things that I notice about him, he's he's good in the ring. He's safe. He's a guy that, you know, it can be coachable, and that's something they're going to look at a lot. He's got an awesome character, and he's a good dude. And so, yeah, I, I can see a lot of bigger things where A.C. Mack would be one of the guys that gets nabbed up out of Georgia by some of the bigger promotions in the next couple of years. Yes. I'm going to throw a prediction to Tyson Dean out right away. Uh, I think somebody um, brings Tyson on to either book a show, no, run their show. <laughs> yes, I just did. I just did. He uh, stole it. <laughs> or he, here's something that's even bigger. 
Um, I, I predict that one of the mainstays, one of like, let's say the big five guys that we think of when we think of guys that run promotions in Georgia, I think one of them is out of the picture. And I think Tyson is there to try to fill that vacuum. Ooh, that's a biggie. Wow. Mm. Uh, we'll give we'll give we'll give AC time to think since I just I just I see I stole <laughs> AC Mac shit. See I'm already saying yeah. my prediction come true. Um Larry, a prediction about Tyson Dean. Yes, my prediction for Tyson is that he survives his first year as a full year as a wrestling promoter without losing his mind. <laughs> Bold <laughs> Hmm. What kind of odds you giving on that, Larry? I'm just... uh, <laughs> um, AC Mac. AC Mac. What do you want to say about Tyson? Uh, I don't. Oh, you took mine. Dang it. I guess I could just elaborate on that. I mean, that 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 definitely was my my prediction for Tyson. He's got a a great mind for wrestling, and uh, I'm friends and 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 cool with a, a lot of the kids that come out of the Good Brothers Dojo, and they, they all seem to, to have a good head on their shoulders, too. So, obviously, something is being done right there. So, I think – okay, you know what? Actually, no, I'll switch it up a little bit. I think uh, the school is going to get a little bit more exposure. I think they're going to yeah. be um, e- even more impactful to the Georgia scene than they already are, and possibly the whole region. Um, I think uh, a lot of their guys are going to start um, – well, not start, but I just continue to branch out and, and um, do things that either weren't expecting or that we haven't seen before. That's nice. So, nice one. That's my prediction. And, yeah, and finally, that. last and possibly least, Larry Goodman on the hot seat. If you guys can each give a prediction about Larry in 2019. <laughs> And then I will I'll wrap us up since I'll I'll be able to better adapt because I got all kinds of shit I think about Larry so. Oh, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, I got it. So I predict that someone is going to be butt hurt by Larry's write ups this year. <laughs> and then, like, for real though, I do think a lot of people I quit. Uh, I start paying more attention to it because I got in a big ass argument with a guy couple years back because you got the whole, I don't know, Larry, I don't know if you've ever even heard people say this about you or not, but he goes, the, how many times has Larry Goodman laced up a pair of wrestling boots? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, how many damn movies were Siskel and Ebert ever in? But they knew what the hell they were talking about. I'm like, Larry, every time Larry has shit on me, I was shitting on myself. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty fair. He pretty well nailed it. So, I mean, I think guys are going to be more open to it and, and you know, appreciative of Larry's write-ups. Absolutely. <laughs> AC Matt, forget <laughs> you about our own uh, Larry Goodman here. I um, So, again, my peers, <laughs> I, think, I think one of them um, <clears throat> is going to take it to heart, uh, but instead of being upset and calling you out on social media, I think they're going to pitch uh, using you as an angle. I think they're going to bring you mm. in some kind of way. I, not for a match, but just just the character that is upset at the, the, the reaction or the, or the reception. Uh, I think 
something along those lines is going to happen. I I think that'd be interesting. interesting. That'd be something different that I I uh, haven't seen since I've been in been in the, the business. All right, yeah. so I predict the finish to me versus AC Mac. Larry does the heel turn everyone's been expecting for years. AC <laughs> <laughs> Mac goes over and is the action and Larry Otto champion. Damn it, very good. <laughs> I will be <laughs> and Larry like rips off Larry rips off his like action wrestling shirt that people thought he loved them the whole time and then he rips it off right. and there's you know right. and then there's pro wrestling gorilla underneath and what the fuck? <laughs> What's happening? Or Southern Honor. It's a Southern Honor shirt. Oh. Yeah, Southern Honor shirt, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh here here's my prediction about Here's here's my prediction about Larry and uh, Georgia wrestling history in general. I think there's going to be an attempt. I don't know by whom, uh, but, but a group or people or whatever to start their own version of Georgia wrestling history, where there'll be this attitude of we can't get a fair shake, fake news, da 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 da. da. This kind of thing pops up every like third year. Where somebody's gonna like, no, we're gonna do it. Our shit's gonna be better. We're gonna have a podcast. They're gonna try to be the voice, but what that's going to do is just sort of highlight the fact that Larry is. This is this is gonna sound like a very bold statement. Um, I think Larry is the only irreplaceable thing in Georgia wrestling right now. I think there's other guys who do reports and stuff, but really, just as a centralized figure like the podcast, the website, the reports. And, and I mean, I even hear Larry's name bantered about, you know, like anytime he puts a report out and people share it, somebody's always got a smart ass comment about, yeah, Larry <laughs> said this is about me or, you know, like it's, it, yeah. it, the name carries weight. And I think sooner or later, there's going to be somebody that wants to have that. And uh, that's my prediction, that somebody's going to try to be the new Larry Goodman and fail spectacularly. Um, so oh, that's so that my would prediction. be good to watch. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, but it's fun oh, as like, shit. Oh. Your life, that would be a fun one. That could just be me manifesting my desire because I'm always itching for a fight. I'm learning that. I'm really learning that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, Larry, here's another. Here's my last prediction. And by the way, thank you to AC Mack and Tyson Dean for being on. You guys are so fucking smart. And uh, Georgia Wrestling <laughs> is in, in, the future is in good hands with you guys for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, Larry, you're, the highest rated show this year will be um, for for this podcast will be when you get me and Gary Lamb on together again. Oh, I think that's a safe <laughs> prediction. <laughs> That's probably oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, because it's 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 going down. Like, because <laughs> he's got all the he's got all the ammo on his side now, which makes it an even better fight. Because he has nothing. You know, I have before, to so. I have to say though, Steve, if we actually did pull off Robert Gibson and Priscilla Kelly, that could be pretty damn interesting as well. If that could actually come to pass. Oh, um, I, hey, I would know, love that. Before, Just yeah. Before we get out yeah. of here, though, we got to give these guys a chance to tell us what what's up with them. What's coming up? Please do. Yes, sir. Speak to me. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, 
Uh, I've got action this Friday. Um, we still got seven out of those are consistent things. Um, making some waves up in Pure in North Carolina. Uh, Going to try to get back out there in March and April. I really like that setup. Uh, I've got something. I can't really announce it yet, but I've got something uh, in Jersey for Mania Week. Uh, obviously, there's Fish oh. City that's coming up this weekend as well. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm reaching out to some more folks as well, uh, trying to do ROW. I went out there once, uh, met with uh, Charmel, so trying to see what happens there. But, yeah, that's me. Mr. Dean. I've got um, AWN in Fort Valley Friday. We'll be – Lariato Pro will be in McDonough this Saturday. Uh, We launched – during the halftime of the Super Bowl, we launched our website – this past Sunday, and I'm really excited about that. We've got a new team together that's very business-oriented and has really good ideas, and so I'm excited about what's coming up for Larry Otto. Um, and then I'll be back in America in April uh, scheduling some more things in Texas. But um, right now most of my Georgia things are going to be centered around Larry Otto Pro. Cool. That is cool. Well, thanks again to Ace Mac, Tyson Dean. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks, hopefully, with the Priscilla Kelly. Oh, Priscilla Kelly got married. Fuck. Who was yes, that? Yes, she did. Anyway. <laughs> My prediction, that bitch getting divorced in 2019. Anyway. I'm Stephen Platinum, and we're ending the tipping point before I get into fucking trouble. Uh, have a good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. Thank you. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.